You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Switzerland Tourism. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway. Pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. This week we're heading to Switzerland to breathe in the fresh mountain air and feel snowflakes on our cheeks. It was an innovative hotelier in St. Moritz who first attracted winter guests to the Alps more than 150 years ago. Now, Switzerland is a tourist mecca all year round, and this is a country that enjoys the winter outdoors like no other. Of course, there is world-class downhill skiing, but there's so much more. From snow-blanketed forests to fondues in charming chalets to Christmas markets, Switzerland promises excitement, tradition, and above all, natural beauty. There is so much to see in this incredibly diverse nation, and I'm delighted to introduce our guest for today, Alex Herman, who is Director North America for Switzerland Tourism. Welcome back to The Travel Show, Alex. I'm excited to be back. Well, it's lovely to have you back for a a very different season now. My my son lives in, in Switzerland, and he can't wait for the winter and the ski season to begin. Well, this is the time of the year when everybody gets nervous and people can't wait for the, for the snow to fall and the season to begin. The most uh, ski resorts will start their ski um, the season in late uh, November, uh, early December. So, so this is the time and it's the perfect time to talk about all the different world-class ski resorts that we have in Switzerland, the infrastructure and all these many, many things um, that uh, people can do beyond skiing. For sure. I, I've just got back from uh, my trip to, to Switzerland and I spent part of my time in Appenzell, which is such a beautiful town up in the mountains. And I was taking cable cars and hiking up in the mountains. And of course, it's exactly these same places that suddenly transform themselves into ski areas in the winter. That's correct. And, and you, I'm really impressed, uh, Chris. You've become a real Switzerland expert here. <laughs> I feel like way. And such an enthusiast, too, I have to say. <laughs> It, you raise a very uh, valid point because um, most uh, ski resorts in Switzerland, almost all of them are actually villages that have been around for centuries, some of them. And um, so there's there's no ski resorts uh, or, or you know winter resorts that close in April. And then the, the village is deserted for uh, the summer and um, they open again in November, December this you don't find that in Switzerland. These are all living uh, villages with their, with their culture, with their traditions. And so, of course, people go there in the summer and people go there in the winter. And so in, in the winter, everything is blanketed by snow. And people in Switzerland and international visitors, obviously, they still enjoy the outdoors, whether it's winter or summer. And many people don't fully appreciate how affordable skiing is in Switzerland. That's right. I mean, there's uh, things like ski passes in Switzerland that are are much um, uh, less expensive than in in other parts of the world. Uh, Rail passes uh, make it very affordable for people to travel around with the stronger Canadian dollar um, that has uh, changed quite a bit in the last year with the Swiss franc. So the Canadian dollar has uh, gained strength again, which uh, makes us, of course, very happy. Um, Switzerland is more affordable than it has been in a while. Mm. And uh, the weekdays are a particularly great time to be out on the slopes because the weekends is when, uh, when the locals get out there, but uh, it can be quite quiet during the, uh, the weekdays. 
that's exactly it. I mean, skiing on a, between the Tuesday and the Thursday, that's the best time of the year to ski. Mm-hmm. Also early in the season and then towards the end of the season is a good time actually to ski. So March is my personal favorite time to ski. Mm-hmm. The summer is, sun's a little uh, warmer, uh, the days are longer and there's not as many people out in the slopes anymore. And sometimes you can ski in your T-shirt. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) There's lots more, of course, uh, in the way of activities other than just skiing. There's uh, um, tobogganing, uh, there's snowshoeing, hiking has become quite Mm. uh, popular also in the winter, cross-country skiing. So uh, we were very happy and, and, and excited that more and more uh, ski resorts or winter resorts around Switzerland offer all these other activities beyond, beyond skiing. Yes, and then, of course, is the wonderful apres-ski. Apres-ski in Switzerland is more of an elegant affair in Switzerland mm-hmm. and, and uh, not so much of the, you know, the crazy party uh, that you find in other places in the world. So it's a hot chocolate or it's a, a local glue wine, for example. You're um, having your, uh, your, your, your drink on the way down on the last uh, run um, yes. or then in the, in the resort itself. Uh, warm, cozy restaurants, small, traditional, family-run inns and hotels with fondue and rocklet. That's kind of the atmosphere of upper ski in Switzerland. Now, my son catches the train most weekends to get to the slopes, and he says you can tell the real Swiss because they're wearing their ski boots all the way. That, I, that's exactly it. If you arrive from uh, from Canada in Switzerland and you take the train into a Zurich airport or Geneva airport, uh, from, from the airport into the, the, the cities, actually, their main train stations, you see people walking around their ski boots. And I'm surprised every time I arrive in Switzerland, you already think you're in a ski resort, but you're still in Zurich <laughs> or Geneva, quite a bit away from the mountains. I use the uh, the trains a lot this this summer, and I can't say enough about the Swiss public transport. Clean, on time, the connections were mind-blowingly efficient. The Swiss are very proud of their public transportation network, and, and it's the best way for visitors to, to get around. It's uh, quite cost-effective. It's the densest public transportation network in the world. And what's really special about the network is everything connects. You know, you connect from the train to the bus, to the boat, to the tram in the cities, etc. So it's, it's a, a very easy way to get around. And the panoramic train journeys must be so beautiful in the winter. They, most of these panoramic trains, so these are the, the trains where it's not so much about the speed, it's more about the experience, mm. even though they're called express, like the Gracia Express or the Bernina Express. We call them the slowest express trains in the world. <laughs> they um, tend to get a little busy in July and August. Um, so in the winter, um, it's a completely different uh, experience because uh, you, of course, have the winter landscape out there. Most of them run in the winter. They have maybe a little bit um, of a... Uh, you know, um, less uh, departures every day, mm-hmm. but it's it's a great um, thing, even for people who already d- have done some of these trains in the summer. It's a completely different experience in the winter. Yeah, and there are some great value passes for visitors to Switzerland too. Yes, there's the Swiss Travel Pass, which is only available to uh, international visitors, which opens the um, this whole transportation network we've been talking about uh, for for visitors for a certain number of days. Uh, but it also includes much more. It's not just a train pass. We, we shouldn't call it a rail pass mm. or a train pass. It's, it's a Swiss travel pass. It includes more than 500 museums. It gives discounts on, on some of the mountain uh, railways and cable cars. And it's uh, free for kids up to 16 years, which makes it a very uh, um, cost-effective way to travel for families. Yeah, now I used it for the first time on my uh, last trip a few weeks or so ago, and it was superb. Uh, so, so handy. And uh, there is a website to go to, to to plan for that, isn't there? 
we have a, a partner company, uh, Rail, uh, Rail Europe, um, so www.railyourope.com, um, based uh, in Toronto and Montreal. They're um, our partner, main partner for um, the Swiss Travel Pass and other travel passes for Switzerland. Yeah, because a ski vacation too isn't, isn't the kind of trip that you can book with just one click. You, you need to take into a, a lot into account when you pick a ski destination, don't you? Yes, I mean, people's time is valuable and, of course, the money they spend as well. So it, it very much depends on what people are looking for. Is it uh, a family that travels? Is it a very experienced uh, skier? We actually on our website have a special ski resort finder, which makes it a little bit easier for people who want to do the research themselves. But we definitely also recommend, you know, people to talk to their travel agents or to their um, uh, favorite um, uh, ski travel provider. And uh, who would you recommend to, to help for booking a, a ski vacation to Switzerland? We work very closely with Mary Travel. They're a very experienced uh, company. With, they have travel consultants who, who know Switzerland very well. They're um, based across Canada. Uh, in Switzerland, they offer, for now, they offer Davos, Engelberg, uh, Grindelwald, Zermatt. So it's a great way to, uh, to book uh, a ski vacation in Switzerland. Uh, their website is www.merrytravel.com slash Switzerland for their special Switzerland offers. That's lovely. We'll mention that again later on in the show. It's easy now, of course, to get to Switzerland too to, to, and to travel around once you uh, have arrived. There's flights with Swiss International Airlines uh, from Montreal to Zurich. Then Air Canada flies um, from Montreal and Toronto to Zurich and Geneva. So it's uh, very easy to get from um, some of the um, uh, metropolitan areas in Canada directly, non-stop, to uh, Switzerland. And your own website, of course, is a treasure trove of information for, for planning your, your trip. What's the, uh, the website uh, address? It's www.myswitzerland.com. Fantastic. Well, we're going to be talking more about uh, skiing later in the show, for sure. But winter in Switzerland is so much more than just skiing. There's spectacular scenery, charming towns, vibrant cities, festivals, traditions and more. You can visit an Alpenhorn factory or swim in Europe's highest outdoor swimming pool, spend a day in a museum, dine in a beer keller. And the winter temperatures in Switzerland are so much warmer than in Canada, so it's the perfect environment to embrace a, a beautiful snowy winter's day. We're going to take a very quick break, but do keep listening, because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Christmas markets. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Canada has a love affair with winter. Her name is Switzerland. She finds a snow-blanketed forest romantic, enjoys skiing spectacular powder runs, and her favourite food is fondue in a mountain hut. In other words, she's perfect. Fall in love with Switzerland in winter. Stay more than one night in a St. Moritz hotel and get a ski pass for 38 Swiss francs per day. Visit myswitzerland.com winter and create your own dream winter vacation in Switzerland. Zoomer Radio and the Ontario College of Trades celebrates the trades by announcing your next nomination for trade business excellence. You've nominated Carola Dernberger of Carola Styling. From private hairstylist to hair designer for screen and TV, it's been a fulfilling career. I'm excited to share my knowledge and passion with the next generation of hair designers through my apprenticeship program at the Film Hair Academy. Thank you for celebrating the trades. Carola Dernberger, recognized by the Ontario College of Trades, regulating the skilled trades to protect you. Consider the following facts. Fun fact. The Honda Model Clearout is on now. Funner fact. You can lease a 2017 CRV LX from just $79 weekly at 3.99% and zero down. 
Funnest fact, you'll also get a $750 Honda bonus. Sad fact, every day you wait, there are fewer 2017s available. Not sad fact, you can still hurry into your local Honda dealer. Neutral legal fact, includes freight and fees for 60 months, taxes extra OAC. See HondaOntario.com. Okay, okay, I've got the plan for the William Ashley Warehouse Sale. I'll pick up Jen and then Sarah, and we'll go armed with all our must-haves and gift lists for the year. We'll shop the 25,000 square feet, conquer the 20 different departments, and find the finds of all finds. Wait, I don't have room for friends and all those finds in my car. I know, I'll rent a trailer. The William Ashley Warehouse Sale is on now, with up to 90% off tableware, kitchenware, and home decor by all the famous brands you know and love from William Ashley. On now at 111 Credit View Road, Highway 400 and Langstaff. There's a subtle art to name-dropping. I use Lucas. Oh, okay. Well, I've been using a product called Stable. That's not it. So, as to not arouse suspicion, Dave Redinger recommends the hand-over-mouth technique. Where do you get that? The tire store? Works every time. Dave's Corner Garage, co-starring Alan Gelman. Join us every Saturday morning at 10 on Zoomer Radio and online at davescornergarage.com. You have long-term disability coverage and expect the insurance company to pay you if you're too sick to work. And so do I. My name is Aaron Waxman, and if your long-term disability claim has been denied for any reason, call me at 416-661-4878. And don't worry about upfront legal fees, because there are none. At my law firm, my team of lawyers only get paid when you get paid. And before you call, you should always remember that there are no bad questions. 416-661-4878 or on your cell phone at pound LTD. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Switzerland Tourism. What the world needs now is more of the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. This week we're heading to the mountains and marvelling at the spectacular Swiss scenery. Towering peaks, dark gorges, deep green forests, picturesque lakes, rushing waterfalls and mighty glaciers. Over the winter months, the landscape is transformed into a picture-perfect winter wonderland. The Alps are just so incredibly beautiful. I cannot describe them except to say that if you haven't seen the Alps... You just simply haven't seen mountains. But because this is Switzerland, the guest house right on top of the mountain is likely to have electricity, multiple beers on offer, and a state-of-the-art Dyson blade hand dryer in the washroom. Joining us today and sharing the wonders of Switzerland is Alex Herman, Director North America for Switzerland Tourism. Now, Switzerland has so much to offer besides skiing in the winter that I want to change gears completely and focus on Basel. It's called Switzerland's City of Culture. Can you tell us why it has that reputation, Alex? Well, Basel is um, one of the main cities in Switzerland. And some of the, something that we've seen is that many travelers, when they come over to uh, Europe and to Switzerland, in particular from, from Canada, um, they might spend a few days in a winter resort, uh, but they love to also get to know the cities a little bit. And, and Basel is a wonderful example. It's, it's only about two and a half hours from Geneva, where you get the direct flight from Canada or from Zurich. It's about an hour from um, the airport. So it's very easy to get to Basel. It's um, one of the oldest cities in uh, Switzerland, has a very, a very famous university. But what really sets Basel apart in Switzerland and um, throughout Europe, it's home to uh, more than 40 museums, so it has the highest concentration of museums in Switzerland. It's specialized mostly in contemporary and modern art, so there's a lot of 
uh, that kind of art for people who are interested. Um, so it's also the home of the uh, leading international art fair in that space, uh, the Art Basel, mm. which is, of course, uh, very famous with some uh, sister events in uh, Asia and also in the U.S. in Miami Beach. And it's a city where uh, art is everywhere. So the, the Kunstmuseum Basel, for example, just opened a, a brand new extension. And the people of Basel are very proud of their art. Um, so in 1967, um, actually the people uh, themselves, the people of Basel, they started a petition to uh, buy uh, back to Picassos that otherwise would have um, sold to a private collector to keep them at the Kunstmuseum Basel. So they spent, they, they willingly spent tax money to keep these two um, Picassos that have been there for quite some time. Um, so that's just one of the examples to, see, to, to, uh, to show how uh, the people of Basel are proud of, of their museums and of the, um, being the art capital of Switzerland. Fantastic. And there are always new exhibitions opening uh, in, the, in the city? Uh, currently, there's, uh, there's one um, with Paul Klee, which is uh, a very famous Swiss artist. That's at the Fondation Baylor, which is one of the many wonderful um, art museums in, in Basel. It finishes in January. And there's another exhibition uh, which goes uh, through January um, with Marc Chagall, and that's actually at the main uh, Kunstmuseum, which is a steam museum uh, in the heart of the the city. It's the one with the brand new, very modern exhibition with uh, a lot of North American art, um, contemporary uh, art as well. Wow. And just to balance all this high culture, coming up soon in, in Basel will be the, the Christmas market. And their Christmas markets are really an important part of, of Swiss culture, aren't they? Uh, it is. The Christmas markets in Switzerland are not as well known as some of our neighboring uh, countries. Um, which has the advantage that um, even though they are busy, they're not as busy as in other parts of Europe, and also they're not, um, you know, commercialized uh, as some of these others have been uh, through to uh, tourism. So they're they're very authentic, they're real. Um, now Basel is located in the north uh, west of Switzerland. It borders France and Germany, so we get a lot of these influences in that city as well, and. Um, Basel has a beautiful Christmas market in the heart of the of the city, um, with with a lot of uh, local craftspeople who who sell um, uh, handicrafts and wood carvings, etc. Uh, so it's it's definitely one of the most beautiful uh, Christmas markets in Europe. My son, who who lives as I say in Switzerland, uh, he loves the Christmas markets, and he was explaining to me that that the different markets often have different themes and offerings. That's correct, yeah. So I, I just mentioned one of the more um, crafty markets where you get mm. some of these um, uh, you know, the, the things that uh, are sold by, by local um, artisans and craftspeople. There's others that focus more on food or on music, etc. So there's something for, for everyone. And Basel's Christmas market is really quite special. Yes, it's, it's actually at the heart of town. I'm mentioned that earlier, it's the, uh, the Münsterplatz for people who have been to Basel. Um, the whole old town, the entire old town is, is decorated in a, in a holiday spirit. There's a beautiful, magnificent Christmas tree right there in the middle of the Christmas markets. And of course, uh, um, you know, the shopping makes people hungry. So it's, uh, it's easy to, <clears throat> excuse me, find some raclette or to find some sausages oh, yes. or some other um, special uh, foods from the area 
There's a kind of gingerbread, which is called the Basel Lackerly, which is very famous. There's, of course, glue wine, there's waffles, etc. So um, food is an essential part, and uh, no Christmas market is complete without uh, some of these food offerings. And there are Christmas markets right across Switzerland, too. There's Christmas markets in all parts of Switzerland, even in, in some of the ski resorts and mountain resorts. Mm. Um, Montreux has a beautiful one on Lake Geneva. Lucerne, in the heart of Switzerland, has a very nice one. Zurich has a special one. Zurich actually has a Christmas market indoors in, um, in their main train station. So it's, it's the beautiful historic train station. It's the space where the trains used to be. Nowadays, the trains are in a, in a different uh, place and on the ground. So you have this huge, huge enclosed space. And so you have an indoors Christmas market. Uh, so it's very handy when it's raining or snowing, obviously. The, the perfect venue. I was uh, in that wonderful structure, the, the railway station in Zurich, and they had a big farmer's market in there uh, in, in September. It was glorious. <laughs> Now, after, of course, the, uh, the Christmas markets have been and gone, it's carnival time in Switzerland. It's carnival time in almost all parts of Switzerland. Um, but as uh, many listeners, I'm sure, know, there's four different cultures in Switzerland, the French, the Italian, the German-speaking part of Switzerland, and uh, some of the, the mountain cultures. So... All these different influences resulted in, in different kinds of festivals, and the carnival is a great way to see that, how, how carnivals are different, for example, mm-hmm. in the city of Basel or in the city of Lucerne or in some of the um, more alpine areas of Switzerland. But uh, carnival is pretty much the time of the year when it gets crazy in Switzerland. I mean, it's still Switzerland, so it's safe and, you know, no one gets hurt. And, uh, but people have a really good time during carnival. In, in, and, and, of course, um, visitors are are usually very impressed. This is not Venice or another part of the world where, you know, the carnival is commercialized and mm. is sold to international visitors. This is still something that um, most visitors uh, just happened to encounter or um, uh, they're very, very surprised and, and excited to actually experience this, this festival. So this is not something that people travel for usually, but if they see it and if they experience it, they're, they're really excited. And the biggest one of all, of course, is Basel. Basel has the biggest one. Um, it's, it's a carnival where costumes and music are very, very important. And it's also um, a little bit later than most of the other carnivals. It's actually after Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. whereas most of the other carnivals are uh, before and are ending with Ash Wednesday. And you mentioned the costumes. There's also great uh, traditional food involved. There's a lot of food in, uh, in all of these um, in all of these uh, carnivals. So Basel, for example, has the Basel flower soup, um, special uh, cheese and onion tarts, which are, of course, great because we're talking about usually February, late February. It's still quite cold. And, and um, usually carnival starts very early in the morning and, of course, then goes through the night. So it's good to have something uh, to warm up. Mm. Well, to find out more and to plan all aspects of your trip to Switzerland, you should visit myswitzerland.com. It's full of inspirational suggestions and itineraries as well. Plus, as always, all the contact details and detailed uh, travel notes about Switzerland are to be found at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. And, of course, you can always speak to your travel agent about planning a trip to Switzerland. And Alex uh, was recommending Merit Travel at merittravel.com slash Switzerland. We're going to take a, a quick break right now, but when we come back, we're going to be putting on our skis and heading out to the mountains. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Canada has a love affair with winter. Her name is Switzerland. She finds a snow-blanketed forest romantic 
enjoys skiing spectacular powder runs, and her favorite food is fondue in a mountain hut. In other words, she's perfect. Fall in love with Switzerland in winter. Stay more than one night in a St. Moritz hotel and get a ski pass for 38 Swiss francs per day. Visit myswitzerland.com slash winter and create your own dream winter vacation in Switzerland. How do you get the best deal on the most capable F-150 ever? Go to your Toronto Ford dealers Canada's best event. Now lease a brand new 2018 F-150 XLT SuperCrew 300A for only $199 every two weeks at 0.99% APR for 36 months with $33.50 down. Plus, get a no extra charge winter safety package. Visit your Toronto Ford store or find your Ford.ca. Tough, smart, capable, undisputed. The one novel more coveted than William Wolfe's A Spirit Hunter is an autographed copy of William Wolfe's A Spirit Hunter. Meet Canadian author William Wolfe at booth 1331 of the Zoomer Show today. Do you have a story worth reading but need help telling it? Have your book co-authored. Bring your idea to booth 1331 of the Zoomer Show for a no-charge evaluation. The Zoomer Show, today at the Entercare Centre. This year, thousands of Ontarians will get the flu. Right on, baby. I'm back again. But unlike a cold, the flu is more serious and can be passed on even before you start showing symptoms like chills and fever. Like chills and fever. Oh, chill out, Janine. That means you can infect loved ones before you even know you're sick. Not listening. The flu is a jerk. No, I'm not. Learn more at Ontario.ca slash flu and help protect yourself and your family by getting the flu shot like I did this year. Too bad. So sad because I was going to introduce you to my buddy pneumonia. You heard Paid for by the government of Ontario. With over 124,000 reward partner locations in North America, CAA members save on everything from travel to snow pants, like Rick. Okay, hon, are you sure about this? Oh, how hard can it be? It's just skiing. Ha, here we go. Oh, this is great. Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. Plus, great rates on comprehensive travel insurance. Call or visit today. CAA, making bad days good and good days better. CAA Travel Insurance, underwritten by Orion Travel Insurance Company. This month, Acura is offering a $5,500 cash rebate on select 2017 MDX models. With standard Acura Watch features like collision mitigation braking system, adaptive cruise control, and lane-keeping assist system, it's safe to say you won't be sorry. Drive with confidence in an Acura. And now lease the 2017 MDX from 1.9% for 48 months or get a $5,500 cash rebate on other select MDX models. Visit AcuraGTA.ca for details. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Switzerland Tourism. Exciting destinations. Compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. This week we're gently gliding down the piste as we explore Switzerland in winter. The quintessential alpine country, Switzerland is right in the middle of the Alps and dotted with some of the world's most iconic mountains. Just the names of the Eiger and the Matterhorn conjure up wonderful images in our minds. You'll find the biggest glaciers, the most peaks in Europe over 4,000 metres and some of the most breathtaking mountain scenery anywhere in the world. The ski infrastructure in Switzerland is fabulous and surprisingly affordable. Skiing is, after all, very much a part of the lifestyle for many Swiss people. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Alex Herman from Switzerland Tourism. And we certainly appreciate you sharing all this uh, great information with us, Alex. It's my pleasure. 
Well, the thing for me that differentiates skiing in Switzerland from uh, from North America, perhaps, is the simple length of the runs and also, of course, the great lift systems. That's definitely two of the things that uh, differentiate skiing. I mean, there's wonderful skiing in, in Canada. I've skied myself. Uh, there's wonderful skiing in the U.S., some other differences are uh, the tree line. Usually, the tree line in in, uh, in Europe um, is is much lower, so you ski above the tree line, which of course is a different experience. But then, I think one of the more, most important uh, differences is that um, you know you just ski with the panorama of the Alps, of the Swiss mm-hmm. Alps, and um, we have ma- many of these very iconic um, mountains and. You know, to just look at them is amazing, but then to ski with uh, with, with these mountains um, in front of you, uh, that's just a completely different experience. And then because, um, you know, in Europe, everything is much closer together, obviously, than in, in North America, uh, you can do fun things like, for example, skiing in Zermatt uh, and, and then ski into Italy or in other parts of Switzerland. You can ski into France or you can ski into Austria and have lunch there and come back into Switzerland and stay, uh, stay in Switzerland for the night. Yeah, that that is something which is so so unique. And even as we speak, I've, I've got this yearning to be on my skis on the top of a Swiss mountain. And when you get down to the bottom, the the, the charming resorts are, are very, very Swiss. And that's um, another main differentiator, that, that these ski resorts are, are villages, small mountain towns that have been around for a long time. They, they're, they're living um, uh, communities uh, where people live year-round. They have their schools, they have their, their, their stores, uh, churches, etc. So um, by being uh, a guest in one of these ski resorts, the visitors are basically part of this community for, a, for a, uh, uh, the time they're there. And so these are not resorts that close down in the in the spring and then open up again in the fall. This, these are year-round communities. And um, you can, of course, then tell that because you, you see these traditions, you see the history also in, in these kinds of villages, the architecture, mm. etc. Yeah, and snow is almost guaranteed at many of these resorts. Yeah, most of Switzerland's ski resorts are uh, rather high up for European standards. So they're not as high up as some of the North American ski resorts. So uh, people who have uh, issues with, uh, with altitude, they will be very relieved to know that the resorts are a little bit lower. But compared with um, some of the neighboring countries, Switzerland's uh, resorts are higher up. So um, snow is guaranteed. And uh, if uh, there's no snow from Mother Nature, then we'll have to make our own snow. Um, and these, uh, this infrastructure has been improved dramatically over the last um, 10, 20 years. Yeah, the only challenge I've ever had with snow on my Swiss uh, skiing uh, trips has been too much snow. Once in Sarsfay, we had so much that we had to be airlifted out by helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> which was a pretty dramatic experience in its own right. I can imagine. Where are the, the, the main ski areas? If you're going to try and, and, and compartmentalise them, what, where are the main ski areas in Switzerland? Well, there's basically three main ski areas. One is in the the border of the French and uh, German-speaking part of Switzerland in the south, in the Valle area, which includes famous resorts such as Zermatt or uh, Verbier. Then uh, there's the Bernese Overland, which um, is in the German-speaking part of Switzerland, in the heart of Switzerland. Um, the most famous resorts there are places like uh, Gstaad or uh, Grindelwald, for example. And then in the eastern part of Switzerland uh, is Graubünden, um, with the f- most famous resorts such as Davos and um, St. Uh, Moritz, for example. 
I have a, a, a particular uh, yen for Grindelwald because it was where I actually learnt to ski when, uh, oh gosh, going back a few years now. <laughs> and, I was, and when you learn to ski in Switzerland, you learn to ski properly. <laughs> and I've always benefited from that. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, each of the resorts on offer from, from Merit Travel here in, in Canada, of course, because they, uh, they start perhaps top of the pile with Zermatt. Zermatt is probably the the resort that uh, someone who's never been to the Alps, um, uh, the Swiss Alps, should definitely visit because it's a beautiful mountain town. Um, the ski is fantastic. As I mentioned earlier, you can easily uh, ski into Italy and back. And um, it's a quintessential Swiss uh, ski resort. It's a, it's a beautiful historic mountain town. And they are very careful with, uh, you know, building codes and things like that. So the, the entire um, uh, town uh, has this, this alpine, this cozy uh, feel. Um, it's just a, a place, uh, easy place to love. And um, Chris, I think you have skied there also. I have indeed. And it's absolutely beautiful. And again, the unique experience about being able to ski across the, uh, the border into Italy and back again. Uh, it's, for me, it, it is perhaps the most quintessential uh, ski experience in, in Switzerland. But then, as I said, I'm very partial to Grindelwald, which is uh, another favourite of mine. Yes, Grindelwald as, as the centre of uh, the Bernese Oberland and also the gateway to the Jungfrau region where there's some other smaller resorts. Grindelwald is a very family-friendly um, uh, ski resort. You have several different skiing areas there. Uh, and also the town of Interlochen and, and even the, the, the city of Bern are not too far away mm. for uh, people who want to take a break from skiing. And of course, now that I know that you've uh, learned to ski there, um, Chris, the Grindelwald <laughs> has become even a, a special significance for me. <laughs> kind of you to say so. I'd love to also uh, hear a little bit about Engelberg because it seems to me that you've got both skiing and history there. So Engelberg is actually where I learned to ski ah. um, uh, also some years ago. <laughs> some years ago. <laughs> It's, uh, I grew up in, in the town of Lucerne, and Engelberg is the closest ski resort, um, major ski resort from Lucerne. It's only a little over half an hour away, and, and it has um, not just skiing for beginners like myself, it's, it's also some really advanced skiing. Um, there's even year-round skiing on the glacier on Mount Titlis. Mm. But what sets Engelberg apart is its Benedictine monastery, where uh, there's... Um, a beautiful uh, church, but there's also um, a cheese maker where you can actually visit and help them uh, make the cheese. And it's um, if you see the village of Engelberg from above, this um, monastery really uh, it's in the heart of the of the of the village, and uh, it also has a beautiful um, folk museum as part of it. Oh. And finally, Davos. I mean, everyone knows it as the the uh, home of the economic summits, of course, but it's a great resort in winter too. It's a great resort. It, it's very accessible. It's only about one and a half hours from Zurich. So it's one of the most accessible resorts in Switzerland, and it offers amazing um, skiing in, in several different uh, areas around, around the, the village. And I, I have been seeing the, uh, the new investment in Davos that includes heated seats on a new chairlift. They're heated seats, exactly. <laughs> There's also a lot of investment in... Um, some of the mountain restaurants. I think that's uh, something else that might set Swiss ski resorts apart from some of the ones in North America that um, you find more and more really nice, cozy uh, restaurants on the mountaintops. And Davos is a prime example for that. Um, Or even a gourmet restaurant, even with uh, Michelin stars. Um, 
so having a, a wonderful three or four course um, uh, lunch with your ski boots on. <laughs> and there's nothing better than that, frankly, because <laughs> you feel as though you've deserved it after being out on the slopes all morning. Definitely. What about the, uh, the website again for, for Merit Travel? Because they're, they're the ones who can arrange all these vacations to Zermatt, Grindelwald, Engelbert, Davos. They're one of our favorite partners, and the website is www.merittravel.com slash Switzerland for the special Switzerland landing page. Wonderful. I mean, Merit Travel really do have a great reputation, and I'd uh, recommend asking them to help if you are planning a ski vacation. It's not the easiest thing to, to book just by yourself, and they do have a wealth of knowledge and can pull everything together. You also have, of course, your own website, which is second to none, and that is myswitzerland.com easy and another resource of course we've got pages of uh, helpful notes for you on chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website as well and you'll also find the links to uh, listen to the show again if you uh, want to pass it on to uh, to anybody else you want to travel with and, and start planning your trip to to switzerland we're going to take a quick break right now but do keep listening as when we come back we're going to be exploring other winter activities in switzerland such as cross-country skiing and lots more besides you're listening to the chris robinson travel show Canada has a love affair with winter. Her name is Switzerland. She finds a snow-blanketed forest romantic, enjoys skiing spectacular powder runs, and her favorite food is fondue in a mountain hut. In other words, she's perfect. Fall in love with Switzerland in winter. Stay more than one night in a St. Moritz hotel and get a ski pass for 38 Swiss francs per day. Visit myswitzerland.com slash winter and create your own dream winter vacation in Switzerland. Visit Canada's largest showcase of natural health and green living. On November 3rd to 5th, Whole Life Expo hits the Metro Toronto Convention Centre for three days of fun, food, and new discoveries. Sample the latest superfoods. Discover top nutrients for your well-being. Visit hundreds of exhibits and dozens of lectures. All this and great show specials on products and services for your healthy lifestyle. See you at Whole Life Expo November 3rd to 5th, sponsored by Vitality Magazine. For more information, visit wholelifeexpo.ca. You know, you and I should really get a flu shot this year. I read the flu can be very hard on us. Already got mine. Flu Zone High Dose. My pharmacist recommended High Dose because it offers 24% better protection than Flu Zone Standard Dose. Show off. 65 and over? Ask your healthcare provider about Flu Zone High Dose or learn more at fluhd.ca. Vaccination does not provide 100% protection. Side effects and allergic reactions may occur. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist to see if this vaccine is right for you. Nice business card. I wish my company had its own design department. <laughs> it's not that. Of course, the work of a graphic designer, a real pro. I should have guessed. It's got that sleek professional look. So who did you use? Vistaprint, actually, and I did them myself. 500 cards for just $9.99. You did these online for less than 10 bucks. That's right. I just selected them from their templates, customized the look I want with their easy-to-use design tools, uploaded my logo, and presto. So you're not a big company? Shh, don't tell. Are you ready to give your business a professional, high-quality look for just $9.99? Then go now to vistaprint.ca and explore our range of professional templates, each customizable to fit your unique style. Satisfaction guaranteed, because what you hand out should make you stand out. But hurry, this offer won't last long. To get 500 professional business cards for just $9.99, go to vistaprint.ca today and enter promo code 3535 at checkout. That's vistaprint.ca. CA, promo code 3535. Don't you just love it when a good deal comes around? 
Your Toronto Ford dealers do too. That's why they're letting everyone in on Canada's best event. Right now, get the 2017 Escape, part of Canada's best-selling line of SUVs for 0% APR purchase financing for 72 months. And if that isn't enough, they're also getting you ahead of the cold weather with a no-extra-charge winter safety package, including winter tires, rims, and sensors. Visit your Toronto Ford store or findyourford.ca. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Switzerland Tourism. Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. So far in the broadcast, we've been enjoying the spectacular mountain scenery and outdoors adventure in Switzerland. We focused on skiing in particular, and in Switzerland, you'll discover world-class infrastructure from the excellent ski schools to the incredibly efficient transport and lift systems. And coming from North America, you'll be surprised at the sheer length of the ski, ski runs from the top right the way down to the bottom. Plus, you get good value for your ski dollar in terms of the quality and scope of the ski trails on offer for all levels of skiers and boarders, I should say, as well. My son is a keen uh, snowboarder, so I have to include that as well. Alex from Switzerland Tourism is joining me on the show today, and we should remind listeners about what makes Switzerland such great value skiing. Well, it starts with the stronger Canadian dollar. Uh, it also uh, it's important to note that there's wonderful airfare out there right now mm-hmm. to travel to Europe and to Switzerland in particular, and then there's some great deals with with ski passes, hotels available um, in the market right now. Skiing is relatively less expensive in Switzerland. And of course, you know, with flights being uh, to Switzerland being about um, seven to eight hours from uh, most of the eastern part of the country, um, it's actually not that much uh, further away than some of the other ski resorts in North America. Yeah, no, very true. Now, we've talked a lot about the traditional downhill skiing, of course, but there are so many other ways to enjoy the snow in Switzerland. Ski touring is one idea. Tell us about that. Yeah, ski touring has become more popular especially for people who uh, don't like it if it gets too busy on the mountains. So to go into the backcountry, um, and we, of course, recommend the local mountain guides, um, it's basically uh, hiking on skis where you, you put a strip on synthetic, of synthetic fabric or, or skins, as we call them, mm-hmm. to the bottom of the skis. And then uh, that allows the, the, the tourists to um, climb uphill and get off the beaten track. And this is something that more and more people are looking for because that's really the way to um, find the, the quiet the quiet and the, the peaceful uh, snowy landscapes in the backcountry. Absolutely. And I'm intrigued by the idea of something called full moon skiing too. Yes, there's a tradition of late night skiing in the San Moritz area, um, a mountain called Diavolezza. And uh, they have a special full moon uh, nights from December to April where nighttime skiing uh, is possible. They light up the, um, the uh, whatever is necessary because, the, the, of course, the full moon uh, uh, is illuminating the slopes um, when, uh, when the, uh, the, uh, the, the sky is clear. Mm. And um, it's a wonderful experience to uh, be in the mountains, um, be in the high Alps during the night. And so... Yeah. If you've never done that, I can definitely recommend it. Yes, that would be very special. And, of course, cross-country skiing, too. Very popular. Again, um, also a way to get a little bit away from the more busy parts of the, of the ski resorts. 
getting into the in the back country a little bit and um, as we know it's it's one of the the healthiest uh, ways to exercise and um, most ski resorts have increased the trails they have around around the resorts so it's it's uh, very accessible and um, it's a great way to uh, you know to get a little bit of a a different exercise than just skiing down from the mountains. Now, my son enjoys taking a, a day skiing from his home in Switzerland, but I know he also turns into a big kid again when he goes tobogganing. It's hugely popular, isn't it? It's, it is hugely popular. It's one of my favourite uh, things to do. And um, once again, in many places, you can do this uh, also at night or in the evening. So um, to go up on the mountain with one of the last uh, gondolas, um, then have a dinner somewhere maybe a raclette or a fondue, mm. and then uh, go down the mountain um, is, a, is a wonderful experience. Oh, and winter walking or hiking in the, uh, on the snow is, is also pretty special. Yes, and uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, this is something where, where many resorts have invested um, much more than in the past um, to make these hiking trails available also for the winter because it's just more and more people that are in the mountain, they want to do different things than ski or they... They uh, just um, don't ski at all or, or snowboard. It's for families. It's for couples. It's, it's a great way to explore the, the winter wonderland of Switzerland in a little bit of a different way. And even There's even a place in Switzerland where you can hike with the St. Bernard dogs. That's in the oh. Valais, in the French-speaking part of Switzerland, the original home of the St. Bernard dogs. And, and, of course, to hike with them or to walk with them uh, with, with these cute dogs, uh, <laughs> that's a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime uh, experience. Oh, I, I think so. We'll, we'll have to find a link to that and, uh, and explore that more. Also, uh, winter cycling. I mean, Switzerland has um, thousands of kilometres of uh, cycling trails, uh, mostly for the summer, obviously. And something that has come up, uh, become a little bit of a, a trend the last few years, are these bikes with these fat, oversized tires, right. where um, people can, uh, you know, bike around um, the uh, the landscape, uh, the winter scenery, um, and enjoy the mountain that way. This is something that is uh, up and coming right now. But biking is our our theme for next year, also for the summer. Um, some of our neighbouring countries have done a much better job in promoting their biking um, trails and experiences. And um, one thing that is a little bit particular in Switzerland are the so-called e-bikes, so electric mm-hmm. bikes that uh, you still need to pedal and nothing happens if you don't pedal. But they really give you a boost up the mountains. As you can imagine, there's uh, a lot of biking in Switzerland where um, you, you <laughs> yes. hit the, uh, the next hill or the next mountain. So an e-bike comes in very, very handy. Now, if all of this sounds just a little bit too exhausting for, uh, for some listeners, you can, of course, do a lot of watching rather than participating in winter in Switzerland. There's um, all kinds of festivals and ski races. I guess the, the most um, famous ones is the uh, legendary Inferno ski race that is in the Bernese Oberland in, near Müren, which takes place uh, in January, uh, between the 17th and the 20th of uh, January. Um, and then the, the biggest cross-country uh, skiing marathon is in the Engadin Valley in the San Moritz area. And that has been uh, around for 50 years, so it celebrates 50-year anniversary. And that's um, between uh, Maloya and Swats in the Engadin Valley. And this has become a, really, um, um, with, with all the other marathons around the world, um, this has become one of the, uh, the biggest cross-country skiing events, not just in Switzerland, but all of um, Europe. 
And I noticed another couple of, of uniquely Swiss uh, activities that you can do. You can drive a snowcat to groom the ski piece, or you can actually um, hear the haunting sound of an alpenhorn. <laughs> yeah, the snowcat, that has become quite popular um, to go up and down the mountain. Of course, then you do that uh, at night. Right. Uh, so that's an experience. And on the alpenhorns, the alphorns, as we call them, they're, uh, they're very popular in Switzerland, and you actually hear them, especially in the summer. But um, uh, it's interesting that especially the younger generation in Switzerland rediscovers some of these traditions, and um, the alphorn is definitely one of these traditions. So more and more you also find them in the, in the villages and even in the towns. Um, people having a, a, an alphorn concert. Uh, it's included in church services, etc. So the alphorn definitely um, celebrates a, a big revival in Switzerland right now. Yeah, I was sitting beside a, a, just an unbelievably picture-perfect lake called Alpensee up in uh, Appenzell just a few weeks or so ago, and I was thinking that life couldn't get any better, and then I heard the haunting sounds of an alphorn, and I thought, oh, it just got better. <laughs> well, maybe in the next show I can bring my alphorn <laughs> which I don't have, but I can easily get Okay, a life performance. <laughs> right. You heard it on the show here. Well, I've got that in writing. We'll make sure that happens. <laughs> We're out of time, Alex. I can't believe that uh, the time has flown by so quickly, but we do need one last insider's tip uh, about uh, travelling in Switzerland. Well, uh, maybe something that uh, many people uh, wish that happens every now and then actually that time stands still, especially if you have a good time. And, of mm. course, we hope that everybody has a great time in Switzerland. When you're in a, in a railway station in Switzerland and you look at these clocks, these iconic clocks that are throughout the country, you notice that the red second hand, um, whenever it's on top, uh, it stops mm, for a few yes. seconds. Time basically stands still. And this is basically uh, very simple. Um, it, all these uh, clocks are connected to the Swiss railway uh, network, and every um, full minute um, uh, a central uh, clock gives them a signal and lets them uh, continue. But if you just look at the clock and you see that the, the, the second hand uh, stays still for two or three or four seconds, you can really start to think about you know, time and um, <laughs> And, uh, and life and so on. I think this is lovely. This is so, so Swiss. Thank you, Alex. Oh, let's just uh, talk about those websites real, real quickly again. The, um, the overall one for Swiss tourism is? That would be www.myswitzen.com. And for a Swiss rail pass? Uh, www.raileurope.com. And to plan a skiing vacation, for instance, in Switzerland? That will be, again, www.marriagetravel.com slash Switzerland. Perfect. Well, we have to come down from the mountains at some point, I suppose. Thanks so much for being our guide up there today. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much, Chris. All the contact details and detailed Chris's travel notes about Switzerland can be found at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. And, of course, you can speak to Merit Travel about planning your trip to Switzerland. We'll be back next week with another travel destination. Till then, bon voyage and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news and views from the world of travel. Here's advanced news from Lonely Planet's annual bestseller, Best in Travel. This ranks the hottest must-visit countries, regions and cities for the year ahead. Drawing on the knowledge and passion of Lonely Planet staff, authors and online community, it presents a year's worth of inspiration to take travellers out of the ordinary 
and into the unforgettable, in this case, in 2018. Published this week in a larger hardback format, it's a real treat for travel geeks and global nomads like me. Inside, you'll discover the top 10 countries, regions and cities, the best value destinations, best culture trips for families, best new openings and experiences, best new places to stay, top destination races from walks to marathons to cycles and swims, top vegetarian destinations, top small ship expedition cruises, best places for cross-generational family trips, best private islands that everyone can use, and lots more too. So, what are the top 10 countries for 2018? Well, they're a really interesting mix of the expected and the unexpected. South Africa, China, Mauritius, Georgia, Malta, New Zealand, and the Horn of Africa mini-state of Djibouti are all there. And the top three are, drum roll please, Portugal, South Korea, and Chile. Good choices all, in my opinion. We've covered South Korea on the show a few months back, of course, and we'll be featuring Portugal on the show next month. So maybe we should start planning on talking with Chile sometime soon. Air Transat has issued an update about the two destinations it features that were most affected by the recent hurricanes. It has now cancelled all departures to Saint-Martin for this winter season, as the damage there has just been too extensive. There's slightly better news for flights to San Juan, Puerto Rico. These are scheduled to restart in February of next year. And to replace these flights, Transat is increasing the number of flights to several of the core Caribbean destinations that either were not hit by the storms or that have recovered fully. These include Punta Cana and Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic, Montego Bay in Jamaica, Cayo Lago and Holguin in Cuba, and Cancun in Mexico. The deal of the week is with a well-respected, all-inclusive resort group that we have featured on the travel show in the past. Iberostar have announced some amazing deals on their all-singing, all-dancing resorts in the Dominican Republic. If you can book before the end of the month, you can stay in one of their five-star resorts in Punta Cana from just $97 US a night, all-inclusive. Punta Cana was largely untouched by the recent storms, but people are slow to book currently because of the mistaken impression that this area was badly damaged. So, talk to your travel agent, go to iberostar.com for all the details, and snag yourself a bargain. I am looking forward very much to saying aloha on the next week's travel show, which is a bit of a clue, really, as to where we're travelling to on the show. Yes, our destination is one that appears on so many Canadians' bucket lists. It's Hawaii. There are six incredible islands in Hawaii for you to enjoy, all with unparalleled beauty and unique experiences on offer. And I will have guests representing each of the islands to tell us all about this gorgeous Pacific Ocean tropical paradise and the Aloha spirit. Drop in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this show. And while you're there, check out the detailed pages of planning notes that are linked to the Hawaii page. They'll help you plan the perfect trip to these spectacular islands. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio as we explore the islands of Hawaii on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.